as it turned out, just under arrest. Rico wriggled out from ardent strokes as Isabel absorbed Lauer's words about Aiden Royce and a high-speed chase, driving drunk and assaulting an officer. She flipped him off, stalking back to the bedroom. The ride to work was work, Isabel listening for another 98.6 update, mentally composing a strongly worded email to Chip Wrangle. But the 7.15 chat slot was filled with their bi-monthly visit from Eleanor Papp, who ran the Providence Humane Society. She only talked about adoptable pets and donations the shelter needed. While 98.6 listeners were old school, conventional to the point of mundane, they were not without a heart. Isabel found the radio station offices quiet, beating Tanya and Mary Louise to work. The sound system wasn't on, and she made no effort to correct the matter. Whether it came from Chip Wrangle, CNN, or two soup cans tied to a string, Aiden Royce would dominate the airwaves, and Isabel wasn't interested. Before shifting gears, she crafted an email to Chip, where she bolded the words, Miscreant Media Blight. A Sunday night ratings dilemma would dominate Isabel's morning, though she did take time to call Nate. He'd bounded out of her bed at an ungodly 3 a.m., leaving most of his belongings behind. Hey, sorry you had to run away to the hospital. I'm guessing you found your shirt. I, um, I had a really great time, Nate, despite some miscreant radio business, she said, brusquely hitting send. I've been thinking about what you asked. Isabel paused into the empty air of voicemail. We'll definitely talk about it later. She hung up, smiling, feeling less peeved at Chip as Tanya breezed through the door. She was an impish gust of human energy. With donut in mouth, she waved a free hand, a double whipped cream mochaccino in the other, immediately turning on the TV. Hey, Isabel. Morning, sweetie. She sat, adjusting a leopard print scarf as she arranged herself behind her desk. Morning, Tanya. Look at you, she said an overly tweezed eyebrow arching. Is that a little Monday morning afterglow I see? Isabel didn't answer. Tanya was always on the lookout for a love connection, Isabel's, her own, or anyone else's. They exchanged a smile, Isabel's fading as Tanya raised the volume, though she couldn't really argue. Working in the promotions-slash-scheduling-slash-content department of a sizable radio station, made current events relevant and real news important. Aidan Royce was neither, in Isabel's opinion, just another self-absorbed celebrity, acting contrite for the cameras and aghast when the world paused to gawk. Aside from monitoring real news, it was their job to make the yesteryear station go, dream up the giveaways, and organize reunion concerts. An anomaly, the 98.6 The Normal FM audience thrived on AM classics and an occasional tribute to Soft Rock Weekend, a dash of country before country went mainstream. Of course, she did wonder what might happen when their baby boomer listeners died off. That or satellite radio squeezed them out. Isabel was a few years younger than her co-workers, although she supervised the three-pronged department— while their jobs were important, they didn't translate into talent, meaning they didn't rate separate offices like the DJs. It was fine. They were a great team and good friends. Isabel liked sharing with Tanya and Mary Louise most days. Maybe just not so much today.
sliding in as silently as a librarian, Mary Louise would give anyone the first impression of prim and proper. But after three years at the radio station, Isabel was still peeling back layers. A kale and flaxseed smoothie was in one hand, while clutched in Mary Louise's other was last week's In Touch magazine. She got it for free, i.e. swiped it from the recycle bin at the convenience store on Madison. Her polar opposite co-workers filled each other's gaps. The reckless squall that described one complemented the other's curious, albeit structured, life. Tanya was a three-time divorcee that polite company might refer to as overly social. Tanya had been to church, been to bars, and been to bed in hopes of meeting Mr. Right there. But she was also adept at repurposing that well of emotion, making up as a mother what she lacked in man sense.